Ladies and gentlemen, people of all colors, shapes, and sizes, welcome or welcome back to episode six of the Pages of My Diary podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. We have got an awesome show planned. But just before we get into any of that, I wanted to say right at the top of the show, I wanted to send you a lot of love, um, a lot of gratitude as well, and of course, a lot of thanks, because even though we're only six episodes in, you've made it very plain and you've let me know that you like this new podcast that we've launched, you love the new format, so to any of you that have reached out, uh, DM'd me, or commented under our Instagram posts about the new project, this Pages of My Diary podcast, anybody that's left a review or commented under the YouTube uh, version of the podcast, even just listening or watching the podcast, I wanted to take a moment, recognize you, let you know that I see it all, um, and I really, really do appreciate it. So, with that word of thanks, I think it's only right we give you a cracking episode today. So, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about some of the adjustments we had to make as a result of the pandemic, um, how that affected kind of song releases and, and different rollout uh, plans that we had. I'm going to be telling you how I plan for a music release, uh, along with giving you the details of a song that I describe in this diary right here as a real let's fucking do this record. So we will be getting into all that fun stuff, and it's coming up right after this. And I repented all my sins, I'm ready for the march, the deep water floods, because I know I'm not alone there, yeah we march as one. Alright, let's get into today's entries uh, the song that you just heard in the intro was a little teaser, a little taste of Still We Rise, which is a song taken from my latest project, The Human Experience. And today's first entry is going to be Thursday, the 15th of October, 2020. I've spent the day so far planning the music videos for Daisy, aka Cardboard Spaceships, which is now finished, and the music video outline for Miss Terry. I'm thinking about doing a single a month and promoting each one with these videos, so I've also been deciding what month to release which song and organizing the rollout for each new song. Now, what 2020 Casey doesn't quite understand is, um, as with everything, you know, things change and they morph and we've got to adapt and we had to change quite a lot. So these two videos that I'm talking about the positive taken out of it is that they are planned, they are they have the treatments made, and I kind of know what I want them to look like, but for the moment, they're on pause. They're on the sidelines at the, at the moment because the place that I was living at the time had quite harsh um, or, or quite strict lockdown measures and COVID restrictions, so we were trying to cast actors and move a whole bunch of, there was a lot of moving parts, but um, we couldn't quite get it done at the time. But like I said, it's not completely out of the question. Those videos aren't lost or uh, forever going to be unreleased. We we may plan to, to shoot them in the future, and by all means, hassle me if you guys do want to see these videos. Um, but like I said, at the time, we we had to just put them on pause um, so we could get on with planning the rest of the, the album. 
Also, uh, a thing to remember with this, we're in October, like planning for January to March. So it kind of goes a little way into showing you how long these things actually take. And that's something that even writing these entries, I didn't fully grasp the concept or I didn't fully understand how long like the casting takes, if you need to get props made, if, you, if you're trying to do a, a, a high budget video with a low budget, things just take so much more time because you don't have all of that uh, expense to burn through as well. So it's crazy that in October you're kind of living in the future and you're planning for the months to come, but it's also a, a fun part of being an indie musician as well. It's really exciting for me doing things like this because it feels like I'm living in the future a little and I've got so many cool things lined up which I can't wait to show everyone. I'm going to head out for a run now, parentheses 12.45, and when I get back, I'll probably work on some new songs and carry on with planning for the crazy times ahead. Update, run was fucking awesome. It's 5.30pm now and the writing session started as though I was walking through porridge. That's to say it was one of those difficult sessions where nothing seems to be clicking. But I stayed at the table, stuck with it, and persevered, which I'm proud of. All the time was spent on Triumph, which is now called Still We Rise. And like I said, it started a little shaky. But after thinking about how I want the song to make people feel, and what I want the story to be, I started to find my groove. Yes, this is a good little insight into my mind, how the kind of cogs work when I'm songwriting. Uh, it's also a good thing to keep in mind for any writers out there. When I'm having those sessions, how did I phrase it? Uh, the sessions where it feels like I was walking through porridge, those kinds of ones where I'm encountering some resistance and things aren't going to plan or they're not going smoothly... I really try to ask myself a lot of questions. I like to build a world, whether that's a world that people see in music videos or through the lyrics, or it just stays in my head and helps me get the song over the line. I like to build that world and think, okay, what do the visuals look like? What is the feeling I want to give from this song? What is the takeaway message? What is the purpose of this song? Is it... I never really sit down to write a song just to have it be another song that exists, another pop song, another song about love. There's got to be a purpose of why I'm releasing it, why I'm giving it to people. Uh, so I really try to ask myself, you know, what do the music video visuals look like? What does the artwork look like? All of these questions just to help me immerse myself even more in that world and create it inside of my head. And then next thing you know, lyrics start coming that set the scene and they might be used for the opening. And then the message of the song comes and that is the tagline, that is the chorus of the song. And gradually, brick by brick, you start building this song and that momentum then helps you to finish the song and, and make it as good as it can be. I love those fight songs, and the instrumental already sounds like a battle chant, so I wanted to expand on that idea and have this as a real let's fucking do this record. 
Now, I love that. I love that little tagline for the song. Uh, the initial idea and the inspiration when I was listening to the instrumental for the first couple times, it was a hybrid of... I was watching a lot of Vikings, uh, the series. I was watching a lot of that at the time, and I, I love those period pieces. Um, so I was, that was a big, big cornerstone of it. Also... Like I said, I I'm love UFC and I love the fighter mentality. So I was thinking, what would a, a fighter's walkout music be like? I was really, really getting into it. And then the the third kind of pillar of this song was... I remember seeing on one of Lewis Hamilton's helmets, uh, it was like, Still I Rise. And I think he's got it tattooed as well. And he talks about it's there... Uh, because he rises above the adversity and fitting into the human experience. That's exactly where this song goes as well. You have Malibu where you're kind of on a down and then you have that turning point in black and white and now it's time to put in the work. It's time to fight to to get back to who you once were and even more than you once were as well. So uh, rising above adversity or rising above your former self I thought those those three pillars were really, really integral to getting this song done and getting it done to the standard and style that I knew I wanted to achieve. Uh, I keep getting these images of UFC fighters training and some medieval battle scenes running through my head as I write the song. So perhaps I could use some of that for music video concepts, and who knows, it could end up being the soundtrack in the next Rocky film. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's no foggy do, but uh, it's it's definitely up there. I mean, I'm a big fan of it, and I love the way that it's come out, the whole the whole feeling of the song and the the way it just gets me absolutely charged up. I, I really, really hope it does the same for you, because, yeah, it's, it's a banger of a song for me. Thrown to the darkness and broke inside You can break me down Just know I'll rise one day I'm singing still we rise Still we rise again Still we rise Still we rise Still we rise Still we rise again Now we are thoroughly uh, fired up and charged up from that song. We're going to move on a little bit more to Sunday, the 1st of November, 2020. Wow, it's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a pretty crazy time recently, but I've been working a little here and there on song ideas and general behind-the-scenes things. Black and White is pretty much finished, and I'm going to record a rough version for Davlo to see if there's anything we can add to the beat to make it fit the vibe even more. In other news, I've planned a rollout, roughly, for the singles releases up until the album, but COVID may be planning to put a spanner in the works as the world tightens up restrictions. Yeah, you'll no doubt we'll be getting to that in the coming episodes, um, but I figured... As I've mentioned it a couple times, I would explain 
actually, what is a rollout? What is a rollout plan? So to summarize it, it's essentially a calendar or schedule for your release. It's a little timeline because taking, for example, if you want to release a song on January 1st, uh, like we did with Cardboard Spaceships, there's certain things that you need to have in place for that song to come out on January 1st. So taking that date as our release date, a distributor usually recommends uh, between four to six weeks prior to release, you want to give them the song so they can make sure it gets to Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Deezer, all of these platforms four to six weeks will give them enough time to deliver it all and give it to the system that it needs to be given to. So for a January 1st release, you actually need the song finished by four weeks is December 1st. So for January, we now need the song done by December. But before the song is scheduled, it needs to be created. So you need to record the vocals, you need to have it mixed and mastered, um... And no doubt when you get the mix back from the engineer, or even if you do it yourself, there's a few tweaks that you'll want to make. So you'll have a couple of versions of that. Uh, recording will take a little while as well. So let's put on another month for creating it. Once again, January 1st is release date. We now need it recorded um, or start recording at November 1st. But before you create it, you actually need to write it. Um, so you can see how the months actually fly by. So if you're creating it, you're writing the lyrics, you're doing the melody, maybe you're purchasing the instrumental, or you're making it yourself. But that will, as you've seen in the diary, writing can vary in how long it takes. But as a rule of thumb, let's give another month for that. So once again... January release, we are now looking at October to start this song that we want to release in January. And I won't get too much more myopic into it. Um, you can see how the overwhelm can build. And we won't get started on... Actually, we will. Uh, just, just to increase the anxiety a little bit more um, and then give you the remedy for it. If you want to drop a music video, that is a whole different timeline in itself. Um, because you might not want to drop it on the 1st of the month. You might want to drop it on the 10th. So then from the 10th, when the music video is created, it's scheduled, it is out in the world, you have to make sure if you need location, you've scouted the location. If you need actors, you have casted for actors. Um, you've got to make sure you've done the treatment so that every second of the song is filled with an image. Um, it's just not, it's not like how I used to do mine back in the day where it was like, oh, we'll have a little bit of this and then a little bit of that. Like you need to make sure you know what is being filled with every second. Um, so once again, the overwhelm can build and that is the perfect use for the rollout plan. Um, it just takes all the fog away. It gives you clarity you can literally look at a piece of paper or a document that says, on this date, we will release the song. And then you can work backwards from that, really methodically plan everything. And honestly, it just saves my mental, it saves my mind so much doing these rollout plans. And I'm sure 
there's a way that you could apply it to normal life as well. Just good planning um, is probably a, a good skill to have. But I just wanted to go a little more in-depth into how this rollout worked. And I'm sure it it will evolve as the years go by and get even even better um, and even more comfortable for releasing music for me. Um, this specific album, there's usually a few phases that it goes through. So I'll start with just those significant dates. I want to release a song on the 1st, drop a music video on the 10th, drop a vertical video on the 15th, and then at the end of the month, I want to do a little live concert. So obviously there's a few days in between there that aren't accounted for. So that's when phase two comes and you'll kind of fill in the gaps gradually and once again work backwards, say, okay, I need the song done by this date, recorded, written, mastered, yada, yada, yada. Um, it all needs to be done and ready to go by this date. And we had two versions of this um, full rollout plan. One was pre-COVID um, or like one that we thought we could get by on. And then we very quickly realized that wasn't going to be the case. So we had to change it up to what I called the COVID-friendly plan. So whether COVID was uh, present in our world or not, this plan could be executed. It didn't require a massive team of people or massive groups of people. I could get it done uh, with, a, with a smaller team. And that's kind of how it how it went through. But I hope uh, that didn't scare you too much. I hope that helped you, informed you. It's interesting to me. So, I mean, I'm sure it'll be interesting to at least one or two of you, maybe. One of you uh, aspiring creators. But um, getting back to this entry, I've planned all these music videos with actors involved. And now it looks as though that could be delayed. But being hopeful, I think we should be all right for the most part. Well, yeah, you know, you've got to be able to, once again, pivot and change up your plans just like that. Um, and I think that's something, that's a skill that I definitely don't think that I had before this, but I will definitely take it into the future. And I'm really glad that we were able to change when needed um, and not just get down on ourselves that we couldn't create what we originally planned. We weren't too attached to ideas to change them. And I think that was a real positive for the To Fall Asleep music video. Our original plan was a choreographed dance uh, around a house. But obviously with COVID, I couldn't actually get to the shoot to like direct it. And there's nothing worse to me than like directing something over Zoom or FaceTime or something. So we put that on the back burner and instead opted for a video scrapbook of a relationship journey. Um, Caitlin and Antoine, shout outs to you for uh, letting us document and letting us tell your story. Uh, these people, they met and then they spent a lot of time together, made so many great memories. They got married. They're expecting their first child. So it was a real, it was a real nice substitute but we never thought of it like that. We didn't think of it as any less of a video. It was always just about making the greatest video that we could. And I think that video is a, a prime example of that. It's a simple but effective and uh, amazing video to watch. I'm already thinking of alternative ideas, including a live performance version of Daisy 
from inside a cardboard box spaceship. You see, we did that one. So whatever the outcome, the best fan club in the world have some awesome content to enjoy and get a look inside my imagination. There it is. That's ultimately why we go through the stress of all this and make these plans. It's it's to showcase our personality, I guess, but uh, ultimately it's to make the experience for you as the listener as good as possible. And if a music video enhances that, if a simple Instagram post enhances that, then that's what we're going to do and that's what we're going to plan for and continue to grow with you guys as you develop different tastes as well and, and what you want to see from us. So moving on to a couple days later, Friday the 6th of November 2020. Day 7,429 of trying to get this instrumental for Baby Boy done. But I'm feeling hopeful that it will be finished sometime soon. Ah, hindsight. Um, yeah, this, this Baby Boy, I call it the Baby Boy Saga, and I don't think it's an exaggeration to use that term. Um, it spanned maybe a couple of months, three to four, but... Long story, a little less long. Uh, I found this instrumental, which I thought would be perfect for Baby Boy. It's not the one that you hear on the album, but I I thought it would be perfect. So I set out finding the producer, emailed them, uh, no response, kind of couple follow-ups. I think I got maybe one response and then just silence. Um, and <laughs> this isn't my proudest moment, I'm not going to lie, but... Like I said, Baby Boy is a very special song, so I was very adamant that this is the this is the perfect instrumental. It will be this instrumental or nothing. Um, I refuse to lose. I'm going to be persistent. Uh, all of all of these things swirling around in my head, and I even resorted to finding him on Instagram, which that sounds stalkery, but it was underneath the YouTube video. It didn't take a private detective. Um, so I found his Instagram and started DMing his friends that he knew, saying like, hey, have you heard from this guy recently? Is he is he all good? Uh, if he is, can you just ask him to reach out to me? I'm, I want to work with him, basically. Um, and eventually, after enough of that, uh, he got in touch and said, hey, like, yeah, sorry, my emails have been broken. Send it to this one instead. Uh, also, if you could, like, not... DM my friends, that that would be, like, amazing, and I thought, yeah, okay, that's, you know, that's fair, that's a fair ask, um, and then kind of a few more DMs, it looked like it was so close to getting over the line, getting it done, um, and then again, just silence, so for me, there's there's no hard feelings, um, <laughs> I'd be pretty pissed if, if somebody just started, some random guy started DMing people from my friends or family, but um, there's no hard feelings from my end. It's just a super special song, and I was I had my heart set on that instrumental. So that is the Baby Boy Saga. Will it rear its head in this diary again? Possibly. Um, but there you go. That's the foundations, and that is the backstory to it. I also spent today searching how to make a cardboard spaceship to get some inspiration. And ended up re-watching some Adam Savage One Day Builds. So good. Yeah, I mean, Adam, for those of you that don't know, Adam Savage is like this 
genius guy who builds these amazing things, these amazing um, tools, costumes. Um, he's done like a full-on spaceship suit before. I love watching his videos. I would love to work with him on absolutely anything, to be honest. He could probably make a toilet brush, and I'd be like, wow, that is... That's a good toilet brush. You're a genius. Um, <laughs> but I would love to, yeah, get the chance to connect with him. With these cardboard box, uh, I use the term research loosely, but with these research videos, you know, you've got your standard ones, the the kid in a spaceship cardboard box, and it's like, you know, that's that's cute. That's fun. That's That's beginner level, but it's not what we we're trying to do. It's not what we did. You know, I don't want to make it a competition, but if it is a competition, I think, you know, there's there's different leagues. Um, and <laughs> when you are in the cardboard spaceship industry, as we are, um, you need to pave a new path sometimes. So we took a little bit of inspiration from those videos that we found on YouTube um, and kind of turned it into a whole nother beast. Obviously, I'm kidding. I'm I'm not trying to uh, shit on anyone's cardboard spaceship dreams. Sorry if you have a video of your cardboard spaceship. I don't mean any disrespect. <laughs> um, they were actually quite helpful, but yeah, those videos are good just to get in the mood more than anything. Not not that kind of mood. Get your head out of the gutter. That being said, I did do some real work and recorded demos for Black and White and Still We Rise which I finished writing about 20 minutes before I got in the studio. I didn't do demos for watching The Faces of Strangers, and it's been a really, really good experience to have a no-pressure session. Wow, that sounds cool. A no-pressure session. Where I can work out any kinks and experiment with different ideas before I fully commit to recording it for the album. That was a big learning curve. There's a, there's a lot of lessons every project, every single release teaches us, but that was a big one. Doing demos before, having a completely relaxed session where you can just take the day to experiment and be creative and try new things. That's, I think in the last projects, I've probably been guilty of being a bit too militant and thinking, no, we must get this song done and then we will get the other song done and then the next song and, and so on and so forth. Whereas this one was a little bit more free and it was nice to loosen the reins. Uh, and I think it ended up serving us better. So it just goes to show you, it doesn't always need to be hard work, sweat, and unhappiness. <laughs> um, plenty of happy accidents in there today as well. From harmonies to new lyric ideas, layering to progressions in the atmospheres of the song. I'm taking it easy for the evening, catching up on a few emails and researching live streaming whilst re-watching the Nate Diaz versus Jorge Masvidal fight. Life is good. Life is indeed good. And I think we are going to leave it there for today. That is going to be the end of episode six. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We covered a lot. Um, we talked about a real let's fucking do this record. We spoke about rollouts and pretty much anything else that you could imagine. The cardboard spaceship industry uh, is alive and well, and we will have plenty more music videos, podcast episodes, um, and content coming for you in the coming weeks and months to celebrate the release of the human experience. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please do all those podcasty things, do the the likings and the subscribings, the bells and whistles, hit it all. Uh, and if you could leave us a comment if you're watching on YouTube or leave us a review if you are listening to us right now. Also, if you would like to be part of the Casey Sana fan club, part of the people who help us to bring you better music videos, better content and better music and more of it, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash Casey Sana. Come and join the family. Um, all that's left to say, I guess is that next Monday, we will be back here giving you another episode of the Page of My Diary podcast. But until then, stay safe, spread some love, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace.